Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. University Hockey Nationals in Lethbridge. Quarterfinal just getting underway. The Golden Bears taking on the host Pronghorns this afternoon. Quarterfinal action, Saskatchewan 6, Guelph 1. The Pandas hockey team at Nationals in PEI. They will play noon tomorrow against Toronto. Women's Volleyball Nationals at the Savile Centre here in Edmonton. The number 7 Pandas play number 2 Toronto tomorrow at 6.30. NHL tonight, Penguins lead the Sabres 3-0 in the third. Also in the third, 1-1. Habs and Islanders. Washington up 4-2 on Philly. Second period, Senators leading the Blues 1-0. Red Wings leading the Lightning 3-1. Dallas up 1-0 in Minnesota. The Jets have a 2-1 edge on the Bruins. Ducks and Coyotes later on tonight along with the Predators and Kings and the Panthers and the Sharks. Arizona currently in the last playoff spot in the West. Six up on the Oilers. Edmonton at Arizona on Saturday here on 6.30. Ched face-off show at 6.30 and the puck will drop at 8. Golf today, the Players' Championship. Tommy Fitzgerald and Keegan Bradley tied at 7 under par. Dustin Johnson tied for 13th at 3-under. Woods tied for 34th at 2-under. Tough day for Mickelson. He was 2-over. Ryan Moore had a hole-in-one on the Island Green, the 17th. Check out the highlight if you haven't seen it or give it a Google. It was a slam dunk straight in the hole. Didn't bounce, just crashed right in. Pretty cool. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Ched. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. So the Edmonton International Beer Festival is March 22nd and 23rd. That's what, that's next weekend already, eh, Kellen? Over at the Over at the convention center. Yep. So uh, we're doing this Brewer-False game. So you have to get two of the three questions correct. I'm just going to read a statement. They are all related to either beer or Edmonton sports. You get two out of the three right. You get the uh, beer god pass. Well, you get one for you and a buddy. Uh, you get a sample mug, you get VIP seating, you get VIP line entry, you get a Beer Fest t-shirt, you get a lanyard, you get entry into the daily door prizes, you get swag from the breweries and the exhibitors. So that's what you get. And you get it all just by answering some questions about stuff you probably already know a lot about. So we are giving away one a day. And uh, if the first contestant is not successful in two out of three, I'll go on to the next person, and he or she will try. If you don't win today, you can try back tomorrow, and plus we'll do it a couple of times next week. All right, we have Mike standing by. Mike, are you ready to rock and roll? You know it. Okay, here we go. Your first one. Brew or false, the beer Guinness originates from South Africa. Is that true or false? I'm going to say false. That is false. It comes from Ireland. Your other one. 
The U of A Golden Bears hockey team is currently coached by Ian Herbers. True. That is absolutely true. That, that was For too sure. easy. You thought that it was, was trying to easy. trick you. What's the third question? Well, you got two right, so you don't have to worry about the third. Oh, okay. All right. Are, right on, have thanks, you ever Rich. tried beer before in your life? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. Did you watch the Oilers last night? No, I worked nights, so I basically just listened on to Sturdy Chet, and, um, yeah, it didn't sound like a very good game. It so. was not. Well, you're, no. are you working right now, Mike? You know it. All right. Well, I appreciate you listening. Uh, what other teams do you follow besides the Oilers? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I have to say Vegas just because, I mean, underdogs, um, they have some decent players, but they also have, you know, like you said last year, players that are on the third and fourth line that shouldn't even be playing where they are, but they're succeeding, right? So, Right. Are you a football fan, baseball fan, anything else? Uh, yeah, I, like, I pretty much like all sports, Reed. Uh, I actually won some tickets from you guys for the Great Cup, which was, that was stellar. Me and my dad won, and had a great time, and, and baseball is probably my favorite sport. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I... Vladdy Jr., eh? Is that, that the only reason yeah. to be excited about the Blue Jays this year? I don't know if they'll be coming this year, though. They're saying that they're going to hold off on him. Yeah, they might like, wait so. a little bit still, eh? I think, I think that's a good idea, though, honestly. Yeah, how old is right? he now? He's still very young, isn't he? He's only like 19 or 20. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah that, right? For baseball, that's incredibly young. Now, I have a question for you if you have a second. I will try, yes. What do you think they're going to do with Sam Gagne for next year? Well, he's still I, under like, contract, I like his, I like... so I, I think they'll keep him and hopefully they can make him a depth, like a third or fourth liner. Cause they yeah, because need... I like him. I think that I think that he could be a depth third or fourth liner as well. So, Up and for front... the, the price point, right? What does he make a year? I don't even know. Well, he makes three point one. That. That's the thing. He makes quite oh, a bit. Oh, he does make. So quite a bit. Yeah, Spooner, they... Reader, Reader will be gone next year, though. So, well, they're not going to re-sign <laughs> Reader. Yeah. Um... So that's a huge disappointment too. I mean, they would probably be a lot closer right now if even him and Lucci just scored a couple more, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think I should keep them for sure. Stay on the line because Kellen's yeah. going to take down your info. Just give us awesome. a sec, okay? Thanks, Reed. And uh, standing by in studio, the producer of Oilers Now, right here on 630 Shed, the guy I sit next to for all the uh, Oilers games at Rogers Place, my buddy Brendan Escott. Brendan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. Thanks for having me back on. Great to see you. Thanks for sticking around. Well, about uh, 21 hours ago, you were... In the Oilers dressing room after a tough one to the New Jersey Devils, some pretty blunt comments. Uh, Connor McDavid basically saying they took them lightly, and Alex Chason, who's been pretty well spoken throughout the year, summing up just a just a uh, just a rotten night and uh, a lot of positivity around the team. And you've been in there after some big wins, but mm-hmm. uh, man, you, you trudged in there yesterday, and that was a, sounded like a pretty down group. Yeah, it, it wasn't as gloomy or sad necessarily as it had been uh, in previous stretches this season, but frustration and anger almost had taken the place of that because they know they should have had that game. There's nobody in that room that thinks they should have walked out there under the Rogers place ice last night and put up that kind of performance against what was essentially an AHL roster, certainly an AHL bottom six of New Jersey. So they know exactly what they just did to their playoff hopes. And now it's just about the cleanup effort from here on out. But in terms of games that they they shouldn't be dropping. Like, you're going to lose to Toronto every now and again. They're a good team. New Jersey was not a good team, and that was a game they needed, didn't get. You know, it's it's highly unlikely they're going to get in, obviously. that's That's been the case all along as the season has wound along. I, I just still look at it as disappointing as that game was, and like you mentioned, that was a depleted New Jersey team. When I sit and look back on this season... 
I'm not going to say that that game cost them a playoff spot because they had a 13-game th- stretch on home ice where they went 2-11. and 11. Right. And they had a game in L.A. where they were asleep. So I, I know this one is going to get pointed to and circled and maybe five years down the road people are going to say, oh, they were in it, but then they lost to New Jersey. Well, not really. They were on the extreme fringes of yeah. a playoff race, and, and then they and then they lost New Jersey. So I know that one's disappointing, but I, I just think that the home ice play overall has been really disappointing. Yeah, and it there's been games on the road that I think they should have won and didn't. And I think you and I had the conversation last night in the crow's nest there that eventually those terrible losses that you sort of write off at the beginning of November or what have you, they do come back and impact it. So you don't point to the New Jersey game and say that was the difference. That might ultimately be where the hype train stopped on the season, if or particularly on Saturday with Arizona. That's going to be a big four-point game as well. But you can't take any game for granted in this league, and that's just been evidence this, with this team this year. There was too much of a mop-up project too late, and they haven't been able to claw back in. They're not getting a ton of help right now either, which Sure. Obviously, you know, you can't rely on that, but I'm sure they would have appreciated a loss or two along the way from other people. But you need to take it into your own hands. You can't leave it up to uh, anybody else because this is what happens. Brendan Escott joining us on Inside Sports. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the AJHO with you, a league I, I still love, though I haven't covered it firsthand for a long time, but I still enjoy following it. We'll start with the headline story of the Brooks Bandits. Uh, 33-game winning streak to end the year. They went 57-3. and They lost their first game of the year. I think 11, was it 11-3, 11-1? It was bad. Heller, it was yeah. bad. Uh, now, I know there are some people that raise an eyebrow or they even get a little upset that there aren't a lot of Alberta players on the roster. Um, I, I actually thought there was a rule. Maybe there used to be, but there there isn't. You can't import players. Does that... Does that should that change the perception of the team? Is that fair, or do you just say they recruited, they got people to go to Brooks? Because some Alberta communities that size have had trouble getting players. I know that's a challenge Bonneville's faced over the years. So they have a good team this year. So how do you look at a the Brooks streak, what they've done, and then b how the team is assembled? Well, I'll I'll start with how they're assembled, and that is a very strong tip of the cap to Ryan Papuano and what he's done down there. The community has a big, beautiful, uh, pretty new arena for the fans to take in their top uh, three, two, sometimes leading in attendance uh, on an annual basis. The community is behind the team, and with that, you can put a better product on the ice. You can invest more in stuff that are good, that's going to get players to come play for you. So if I'm sitting, and they have players on that team as far away, I believe, as like West Virginia, Washington, D.C. Really? So the reach that they've been able to recruit from has been outstanding. I will say that this year in particular and what they've been able to do, they host the Junior A National Championship. And when you're recruiting pitch to a, a player who's trying to either make a name for themselves uh, to get an NCAA contract or perhaps even get a look at the NHL level for, for draft prospects and that sort of thing, when the spotlight is guaranteed to be on a program that already has that kind of success and that kind of arena and the kind of broadcast that they have and the off-ice content, that makes it a pretty appealing place to play, I would think. And the fruits of their labor with that have been seen on the ice. Now, do I have a problem with the fact that there's not a lot of Albertan players on that team? There's plenty of Junior A eligible players from Alberta that are playing elsewhere too. So you can't really, in my opinion, have too much of a bone to pick with that. If if they choose to leave, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, 
it, it's it's such a tough one for me, Reed, because obviously being a part of the Sherwood Park Crusaders team, and you just you look down at what Brooks has done, and you, you're kind of like, how do you compete with that? Mm-hmm. So, but not to the point where I think that they need to regulate it or anything. All right. So you're doing uh, broadcast for the Crusader. Were they they were first in the North? They did. When so they the had the buy. Who are they playing now? It's the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, and this is going to be an excellent one. So Fort McMurray knocked off Grand Prairie. That was the series between number four and number five. And uh, Fort Mac and Sherwood Park have gone to overtime three times this year already out of, out of six games. So this is going to be a really tightly contested series. Very, very much looking forward to being a part of that. Um, it's it's the cheapest ticket in town for a pretty, pretty high caliber of hockey. Uh, when do they start? That is Friday night at seven o'clock. More already, and you're yeah. and you're doing the webcast. Absolutely. So you right, now, now it's best of seven. They're into the second round. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And is Tom Keck is still coaching the Barons? Sure is. Who I knew from uh, Lloyd Minster. He was the coach there about uh, 12, 13 years ago. All right. So the crew, the crew, how have they put it together this year? Because they were first in the North, so they got a strong team. How how have they assembled that team? It's been an interesting build because we we've been talking a lot about this with the general manager and the coaching staff and. They didn't expect the team to be able to accomplish this back in September. So essentially, they had their two cornerstone commits, that being Carter Savoy and Michael Benning. And from there, there were some players from the previous year that took steps forward, but a lot of the success came from guys coming back down from the WHL. The goaltender, Matt Berlin, who played, uh, he was with Seattle when they won the Ed Chinoweth Cup. He was with Kootenai in re- previous seasons. So right there, you've got the backbone of your team in net as a 20-year-old goaltender with plenty of WHL experience. You get uh, other players coming down like Nick Bowman, Jaden Platts out of the Oil Kings program. Uh, Bowman, I believe, came from Moose Jaw. He had a cup of coffee with Kootenai as well. So you get these role players that fill in. So eventually with all these players coming back down, it it became a situation where they're four lines deep. Four lines can score. You've got these two rookie studs who have basically doubled down on expectations that anybody had for them at 16 years old, and the the glue guys to fill in the rest. So the magic recipe that Kyle Chase has concocted for the Crusaders paid off, and they have their first uh, North Division championship in 16 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the playoffs are going to be fun. That's an awesome caliber of hockey. Brandon, thanks for sticking around, man. My pleasure, Reed. Thanks for having me. Brandon Escott. Good info there on the Alberta Junior Hockey League, and of course he's in the Oilers dressing room after every game at Rogers Place as well. I got a text here. Apparently, I uh, believe it or not, Kellen, I goofed up. Uh-oh. Uh, I, yeah, blew it. I don't remember this. I guess I said Tommy Fitzgerald is tied for the lead at the golf. It is, of course, Tommy Fleetwood. Tom Fitzgerald was involved Tom Fitzgerald with the Devils last played night, played for right? the uh, Panthers, did he not? Was he not on the Rat team Yeah. in 96? That's right, and uh, there was mention of him last night, too, for some odd reason. Was he in, is he not involved with the devils in some... Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Capacity? Uh, I think he might be. I think he's uh, in the front office somewhere. Tommy Fleetwood and Keegan Bradley tied for the lead at the Players' Championship. It's 720 Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. 
All right, in the last of our Leaders Off the Ice series, global community reporter Deb Matejka takes a look at how skates and studies play out together in the Western Hockey League. 100% of the players that come through our league will graduate from high school. Unlike a generation ago, today each WHL club is equipped with a full-time education advisor, tutors are available, and study time? It's mandatory. WHL alumni Paul Kursiba is poised to become a lawyer. Guys, if their grades dropped, would have to uh, miss practice. On the road trips, we had to have mandatory study sessions, and, and school was seriously important, and it was a major factor in choosing to go to the Western Hockey League for sure. There was pressure to do well in school. It wasn't like, oh, it's all hockey and you can fail high school. Um, there were high expectations. But it wasn't always so. At one point, the league was viewed as a fast track to the NHL and very little more. In the past, it looked like a league that was just if, that's, if the NHL route was the way that you wanted to go, this is the way that you came. But I think once we instituted the scholarship program, I think that's really changed with the perception. For every season in the WHL, a player accumulates one year of scholarship benefits, tuition, fees, textbooks, all covered. Individual clubs fund the program and last year contributed more than $2.5 million. Jake Neighbors currently plays for the Edmonton Oil Kings. The NHL is the goal, like that's every kid's dream is to play there, but um, like you said, having good grades is really important, so if hockey doesn't work out, then you have the knowledge and the smarts to go on to post-secondary and have a successful life that way. I think it's two plan A's that they have now instead of a plan A and a plan B that great if you can go on to the NHL and have a pro career, but there's also that education package that a lot of players are choosing right now. Initially, only about 15% of graduates were accessing their scholarships. These days, nearly 65% are taking advantage. You've performed at a high level and you've done it under stressful conditions and um, you learn to believe in yourself and um, once you combine these skills with any type of career path that you choose, I would say you're almost guaranteed to have success in the, in the, the real world. Deb Matijka, Global News. Leaders Off the Ice is brought to you by the Western Hockey League. World-class hockey and guaranteed scholarships. All right, thanks, Deb. We'll update the scoreboard when we get back. We'll go down to Red Deer to meet a young man who is zooming along in his racing career. And oh my goodness, Kellen. Put everything on hold. WWE wrestler Elias in conversation with Dave. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Campbell, all coming up on Inside Sports. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or FurnaceFamily.com. Is in 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. The player of the year in men's university hockey has opened the scoring for the U of A Golden Bears. Luke Philp scoring at 10.36 of the first period. Bears leading Lethbridge 1-0 in their quarterfinal at Nationals. The winner of that game plays the Saskatchewan Huskies in a semi on Saturday afternoon. Saskatchewan knocking off Guelph 6-1 this afternoon in the National Hockey League. The Penguins finishing off the Sabres 5-0 late in the third. Islanders up 2-1 on the Canadians. Senators lead the Blues 1-0 in the third. Also in the third, Red Wings up 3-2 on the Lightning. Second period 2-2, Bruins and Jets. Stars up 3-1 on the Wild. Later, Ducks in Arizona. Predators take on the Kings. Panthers meet the Sharks. Also, the Capitals have beaten the Flyers 5-2. Tom Wilson gets his 20th of the season. And the Oilers will be in Arizona on Saturday. 6.30 face-off show game at 8 here on 6.30. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Well, I've got a young man on the phone here who uh, we've been working on getting him on the show for a while, and the schedule finally works out for him. It is Parker Thompson. Parker, how's it going? Reed, thank you so much for having me. It is good to talk to you. Uh, are you back in Red Deer, or where are you right now? Yes, just got back uh, from uh, Grand Prix St. Petersburg, and I am back in Red Deer. Okay, well, your website says it all. I'm going to direct people there, parkerthompsonracing.com, and uh, you are a driver. And tell us a little bit about the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, what That was last weekend, and it went pretty well, eh? Yeah, not too bad. So I race in the Indy Pro Division which is, uh, to, to explain it best to Canadians, it would be the WHL to the NHL. Okay. Uh, so I'm about uh, one step away from IndyCar, which IndyCar races at the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, so myself in the Indy Pro category, I race at uh, every single IndyCar event that they have across their schedule. Uh, so the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg is our first race of the season. All right, and you won. And you won. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> it was a bit of a, an interesting offseason. I actually didn't have a ride, uh, uh, I didn't have a team, up until a week before the first race. Uh, so I got hooked up with the, uh, the guys at Able Motorsports. They're a team from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they had me come uh, test their car before the uh, race. They liked what I was all about, and uh, they put me in on a one-race deal. And we went in, and uh, we, out of two races, we took both the wins. Now, okay, so is this your first year on the Indy Pro Tour, or you were there, you were there last year, weren't you? Yes, sir, second year. Okay, so how do you... Now, potentially, uh, I mean, you mentioned you're one step below, whether you want to call it WA, or maybe it's almost like AAA to the major leagues. Would that be a fair description, too? For sure, yep. So how do you get the call up? Like, are you just have to be patient now? Could it happen this year? What are you looking at? Well, uh, what's interesting about uh, what, the road to Indy, which is what I, what I race on, the road to IndyCar, essentially what they've done is IndyCar has built a ladder where the champions of each of their categories actually get paid to move up. Um, so if I am to win Indy Pro this year, it grants a, uh, a nearly $800,000 Canadian scholarship in order for, for me to move up into Indy Lights. So that's the next step up on the, the road to Indy. And then after Indy Lights, it's IndyCar. So uh, okay. really, you just got to win your way up. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so you're from, take me back here. Let, let's go back. You, you, well, you just turned 20 or 21? Just turned 21. Just turned 21. So you're you're a kid from Red Deer. I mean, this this is a, a great story. How did you first get into racing? What gave you this thing that, all right, I want to drive, and I want to drive as fast as I can? <laughs> so <laughs> I got it from my dad. Dad raced dirt bikes uh, just about professionally, but uh, 
he busted himself up on dirt bikes enough to know that uh, that probably wasn't the best for his son. Uh, so he got me involved at carts. Uh, so we started karting uh, from Red Deer. Unfortunately, there was real no prominent place to, to go karting in Red Deer. So we would always travel to Calgary or Edmonton on the weekends. And what started out as this kind of hobby turned into a, a career path. And when did you start getting really competitive with it? Well, by the time I was uh, 13 years old, um, I won my division in Canada. And when you win your division in Canada, uh, Canada actually has a team for karting. And they sent me off to what was the World Championships, and that was held in Portugal. Uh, and at that time, I, when I went and did that race, I got third in the race, which is the first time a Canadian had ever stood on the podium uh, at the World Finals. And I got uh, a week later, I was uh, <laughs> signed a contract and moved to Italy by myself at the age of 13 uh, to compete in karting full-time over there. So I would say, I mean, 12-13 is when things really, uh, really got serious, and it went from something I love to I can actually make a career at it. Okay, so, you, so did you have a billet in Italy? What was the living situation? Yeah, really it, it, <laughs> quite interesting. I didn't know how different it would be when I went over there. And obviously uh, you leave <laughs> you leave your friends, your family. I had to uh, drop out of regular school and go into an online academy uh, back here in Canada. A lot of things changed. And then I showed up to my billet family who I thought would have spoke English, um, but when I showed up that wasn't the case. They were fully Italian. So that was tough. Um, Google Translate was my best friend for probably three or four months until I picked up enough to uh, to communicate with them. Amazing stuff. Parker Thompson joining us on Inside Sports from Red Deer. He's telling you about uh, he won the uh, Indy Pro event last weekend in St. Petersburg, and he's telling you how he's trying to uh, move up here to IndyCar as his career keeps flying along. So th- then, so that's, is that the... That's how you got noticed way back then. Like, were IndyCar people already sort of scouting you and, and bringing you along even when you were 13, 14? Yeah, it was, it was pretty unheard of to have a Canadian over there competing in the European Championships. Um, so I won a few races over there, and that really, I'd say, put me on the map. Um, and when I came back over here, I kind of had a year of uh, a transition from 14 to 15 in terms of figuring out what team would be best and and that's when I started to move to cars. Um, so when I came back to North America when I was, when I was 15, uh, I got my, my first opportunity to get behind the wheel of an open-wheel car, which was called uh, an F2000 car. And uh, we haven't looked back since. So now what's the schedule like for you this year? You're all the way down in St. Petersburg. Now you're back in, in Red Deer. Like, is there a point where maybe in the summer you might have to stay on the road for a while, or, or how does the schedule work? Yes. I will uh, this year. I'll probably be on the road for for over 150 days just for the the road to India event. Um, there's a lot of testing involved, obviously, to make the cars faster. And then um, the whole month of May is pretty well dedicated to Indianapolis. Uh, so the Indy 500. We don't race in the Indy 500, but we do what's called the the night before the 500, which is uh, we race at a smaller track right in Indianapolis. Um, and then we do the Indianapolis Grand Prix. That's our next race, actually. So we race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, just not on the oval. We race on the road course. Um, so that's the, the start of May is our next race. Oh, neat. Okay, so it's going to start ramping up then for sure. Um, family still involved? You mentioned your dad. Are they still with you, helping you out? What's the relationship like now? Well, it's, um, you know, it's funny. We I didn't come from a, a family of full of wealth. You know, you, you look at motorsport and there's, definitely a lot of families that are wealthy involved in it um and that wasn't the case i mean my dad 
it's not like we had a, a bunch of money to go spend on racing. I've, I've really had to grind for sponsors to get to where I'm at, and that's part of the reason why I didn't have a ride a week before this race is because I couldn't afford it. Um, so Dad is, is always involved in racing. He loves it. He's a, a fellow racer himself, and, and I guarantee he'll be at uh, my first IndyCar race if I make it there and, or when I make it there, and he'll be, he'll be along for the ride all the way. Uh, but in terms of getting to where I'm at, it's been mostly myself going out and, uh, and finding sponsors in order to move forward. What do you do? And uh, this is probably a st- I like. Look, I, I talked to Steph Rosinski. I've you know I've been able to have Tagliani in studio a couple times, but I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. What do you do daily to practice? And I'm going to include in that the conditioning outside of being in the car. Okay. So a lot of people don't realize this, but race car driving is extremely physical. Um, I played hockey my whole life up until up until I moved over to Italy. Um, and I would honestly put racing up there. It's it's physical in a different way, but when you're in a car for two hours and you've got uh, G-forces higher than an astronaut, um, it really strains your body. So a lot of people don't realize they think it's just driving a car or steering a wheel. Um, they don't realize it takes a 1,000 pounds of uh, pressure to just push down our brake pedal. Uh, so you do that. I mean, we push down a brake pedal 20 times a lap times 60 laps, all of a sudden, <laughs> it's quite a workout. And you go to the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, which is, uh, you know, 20, 30 degrees Celsius, and you've got three layers of fireproof stuff, you've got a helmet, and you're, uh, you're strapped into a, a burning car, it definitely takes a toll on your body. Um, so five days a week is dedicated to in the gym, prepping for racing. Uh, it's mixed in circuit training with sauna, so we, we really stress the heat to the body. Uh, being a Canadian, I tend to melt quite a bit more than the, uh, <laughs> than the Americans I compete against. So i got to make sure that my body's used to heat. And then last but not least is our reaction times, um, training our eyes. And that's usually done on a simulator. Um, so I've got access. It's nothing fancy, but it's, uh, at least it's keeping uh, both sides of the brain coordinated on the simulator as much as I can. Parker, we got to stay in touch because I'd like to have you on again either before or after after Indy or, or maybe both. I, we we got to do this when we have more time. But great start to your season. Again, it's Parker Thompson Racing. And how do people get you on Twitter? Awesome. At Parker T Racing. And that'll be Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Hey, Parker, thanks for checking in, man. Please keep in touch and great start to the year. Hey, Reed, thank you so much for having me on and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Great stuff. That young man doing very well. We're going to keep in touch with Parker for sure from Red Deer and uh, on the Indy Pro Circuit. So he's hoping to move up to Indy Light, uh, to the Indy Lights and then to IndyCar. Great stuff. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Don't forget about their brunch, buttermilk biscuits, sausage gravy, and smashed potatoes. Sundays, 11 a.m. until 2. Visit NorthChickenYEG.com. We're back with WWE wrestler Elias. U of A leading Lethbridge 1-0 after the first period. WWE tomorrow at Rogers Place. Our Dave Campbell spoke to wrestler Elias on Monday prior to Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Well, over my career, I've had the pleasure of talking with uh, many sports athletes, coaches, general managers, owners, and I have, uh, people know, I, I, I do love wrestling, and I've had the chance to talk with uh, with a few WWE superstars, and uh, past and present, but for the first time, I get the chance to walk with Elias. Elias joins me right now. How you doing, man? 
I'm doing great. It's, it's got to be good to be you right now. You're speaking with Elias, man. That's got to feel good. Yeah, it is. It is totally. Uh, you're one of the one of my favorites uh, in WWE. And as we speak right now, you're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, preparing for Monday Night Raw. Is that correct? That is correct. This is the place I was born and raised. Tell me about the chance to go home, because you know I'm sure this isn't the first time uh, that you've been back. But but you're all over the place with with the with your uh, with your job uh, and and the great job that you have entertaining millions and millions of fans like myself. But tell me about the chance to go home. Well, you're right, man. We travel all around the world, and the way it is is, is Elias is loved all over the world. But I gotta believe here in Pittsburgh. It's going to top it all. It's just going to top everything. And it just so happens that I've got a lot to say tonight, so uh, I'm looking forward to putting that out there. <laughs> well, you have a lot to say to Randy Orton, who unfortunately RK, RKO'd you last night at Fastlane. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, by the way. And yes, I, I do have quite a bit to say to him, but I'll deal with that another time. <laughs> there you go. We're joined by uh, Elias, uh, WWE superstar, who will be in Edmonton on Friday for the Road to WrestleMania Tour at Rogers Place. Uh, first of all, tell me what a day like today is like for you uh, preparing for, for a Monday Night Raw. Well, it's a crazy thing, you know, since I am the hometown guy and I am all things WWE, they set me out on a little media tour first thing this morning. So I hit all the TV stations, I hit all the radio stations, uh, I get my workout in, and then I come right to the building uh, right now at the PPG Paints Arena, and I'm doing some phone interviews uh, just to, to set things up for the future. There you go, there you go. Now tell me, are you a sports fan? Uh, yes. Are you a hockey fan? What are you getting at, man? What do you want to know? <laughs> do you like hockey? <laughs> yes, yeah. Hockey is a good sport, of course. What's going on here? Who's better, Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid? Right now, let, let's oh. drop it down here, Elias. Let's go. Who, who's better? It's not even any secret. No, uh, Sidney Crosby blows him away. <laughs> blows him away? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time. The boos are going to rain down on, on, on Friday. You realize that, right? <laughs> That don't bother me, man. <laughs> uh, for, let, let's talk about the the, the travel, um, and, and you and you said it. You, you're all over the place. If you're a WWE full time superstar, you're going all over the place. What's your what, what's a typical week like for you? Uh, I mean, that's it, dude. We we fly out to one of our main cities, for instance. We fly out to Edmonton Friday, and from there we'll do the show and we'll travel to the next city, which I don't even know what it is now uh, because it's not even worth it to look ahead for me. I'm always in a new place. But we'll go city to city to city, and then we'll end up in Boston for Monday Night Raw. Uh, we'll try to fly home maybe the next day, recharge, and then get back out on the road, do it again. So someone hands you a plane ticket, and you say you're going here, and you go, okay, fine. <laughs> That's it, man. Just tell me where to go. <laughs> We're joined by uh, WWE super, superstar Elias here on 630 Chad uh, Inside Sports. Elias, along with uh, the rest of the WWE, will be here on, on uh, Friday night in Edmonton at the, for the Road to WrestleMania tour at Rogers Place. Um, how much do you love wrestling in Canada? What, what, what's, the, what's a Canadian wrestling crowd like? Well, I got to tell you, the, the Canadians, they are a very passionate crew of, uh, of wrestling fans almost anywhere I go, so I can always appreciate that. Every time I'm up there, I'm looking for crowds to do something a little extra special, okay? Because it's no secret, millions of people love me, but you got to go the extra mile, and I find a lot of times the Canadians do.
Now, tell me a little bit about your love for wrestling and 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 what made you choose wrestling as a as your as your career choice. I was just, I mean, like many people, uh, as a child, I was a huge fan of wrestling. I was into Jake the Snake, Shawn Michaels, Macho Man. Uh, you know that whole era right there just really grabbed me, and it just was a dream planted in my brain, and I followed through on it. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time, if I may ask you? Um. I got to say Shawn Michaels is up there, my favorite of all time. Oh, very good. And I think the charisma that he has, you have some of that charisma as well. You have a, a great ability to drop a, a promo. And you're, you know what you do is you're in the ring and it's all dark. And the PA announcer says, the ring announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And, and you, you, you play guitar, you sing to us, you get booed. Sometimes you get cheered. Uh, but tell me, what's the key, of, what, what's the key for drop? in a great promo uh, I gotta tell you it's just about sticking to the truth man that, don't be afraid to tell the truth no matter where you're at you get up there I uh, love to play the guitar love to perform and then from there I just gotta tell the truth about whether it's the person I'm wrestling or the city I'm in and the people can take that however they want to I got a feeling what you're going to talk to the Edmonton crowd about it. We we, we kind of talked about a little bit earlier about who's better, Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. You're you're going to tell your truth, right? Your truth. The truth, the living truth, Elias, of course. Yes. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Elias from the WWE joins us here. Is the the WWE Road to WrestleMania tour will be in Edmonton on Friday night at Rogers Place. Uh, Tell me about the atmosphere that 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 you're involved with, and you know, first, I mean, you're involved with NXT for for a number of years before you you call got called up to WWE, and you're traveling just as much, you know, now as you were then, I'm sure. But tell me about the camaraderie that you have with 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 everybody, um, because hey, you're 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 in each other's faces almost, uh, you know, almost every day, every week. I'm sure you get some downtime, but but uh, you know, you're kind of like a, you're, you're kind of like teammates out there. Uh, yeah, there's a sense that I got to say, man, it's not as much as, as it was before. Right now, uh, I am traveling more than I ever have in my entire life. Uh, so it's definitely once you get to Monday Night Raw and you're kind of at the level that I'm at, it's just uh, nonstop all the time year round. You know what I'm saying? So uh, as far as the, the camaraderie, yeah, I see it a lot in the boys. I keep to myself. I do my own thing. I don't like to deal with too many people. Um, I don't want to say I'm alienated by any means, but, you know. Yep, I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to seeing you and the rest of the WWE coming up uh, here uh, to Canada, to Edmonton, Alberta, at uh, Rogers Place for the Road to WrestleMania Tour. Elias, it was uh, great to spend a few moments with you. Uh, thanks very much for your time, and, uh, um, you know, we'll try and convince you, but we'll probably fail uh, because, you know, Connor McDavid is better than uh, Sidney Crosby. But in your mind, we're wrong. Oh. You're going to straight up lie to me. But okay, hey, it's going to be a good show, man. And I have one question for everybody here tonight. Who wants to walk with Elias? 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.